You're listening to episode two of the Becoming Aligned podcast. Welcome to Becoming Aligned, where we'll step away from the busyness of our days to explore what it looks and feels like to create meaningful lives that align with our personal values. I'm your host, Maureen Ryan, the founder of Ryan Wellness. I hope these conversations will serve as inspiration and as a reminder that through the ups and downs, we're all in this together. In this episode, I interview Cliff Moorhead. He's an IT consultant, father, part-time DJ, and just an overall wonderful person. He's someone I was lucky enough to have met over five years ago and someone I really admire. During the course of this interview, you'll get a glimpse into some of the reasons why I admire him so much. His thoughtfulness, resilience, and openness shine through in this interview. While it may not be the best sound quality, I encourage you to listen to this episode just to hear Cliff's insights. So let's get started. Hey, Cliff. Thank you so much for joining me on the Becoming Aligned podcast. I'm so grateful that you took some time out of your busy schedule to come join me and, and talk for for about an hour or so, hopefully a little less. Um, I just want to say thank you up front for joining me with this. Oh, it's always a pleasure to chat. You're more than welcome. Ah, oh, thank you. All right. So full disclosure for anyone who might be out there listening, Cliff and I actually do know each other pretty well. This is not our first time talking. <laughs> We've actually dated for the past four and a half years and or so roughly, right? And um, we've been friends for about over a year before we started dating. So we've known each other for a good amount of time. But regardless of that, like, I'm really looking forward to talking to you and, uh, you know, maybe diving into some topics or talking about things in a way that we don't normally chat about. And um, we have lots of conversations. So I'm curious, I'm just interested to see what we might dive into. Um, And so you know, just for, for you and for the audience, like why I wanted to interview you was a, because you're like an incredibly wonderful and supportive person. (laughs) And I knew you'd be willing to be a guinea pig on my first ever podcast episode, (laughs) which I really appreciate. Um, but besides that, like fitting in with the becoming a line theme, um, you're someone I just, I really admire just as a person in general. And feel that you're someone who maybe without consciously thinking about it, or maybe, maybe you are conscious about thinking about, you know, just living your side, your life in a way that aligns with your values. Um, cause you're always learning, you're always growing and you're never someone I really hear complain about things. And you've been through challenging situations like in your life, but you don't define yourself by your past, you know? And, you just never come, you never talk badly or rarely ever talk badly about people or things that have happened to you. It's always like growth opportunities. I mean, that's how I perceive it anyway when I hear it. And I just, I find that very, um, I don't know, very telling about your character and about how you choose to live your life. And so those are, you know, some things I'd like to maybe dig into a little bit without diving into like the nitty gritty of your life, but just kind of how, what shaped you or what allowed you to kind of live from this, from that perspective or what I see as that perspective. So yeah, there's a little heads up on kind of one of the reasons I wanted to um, have you on the show. So 
before we go into all that, let's get started on something kind of lighter. And if you wouldn't mind, could you just tell myself and the audience a little bit about yourself? Sure. That is, um, you know, it's funny. That's a, that's a tougher question than it might seem. I know. Uh, um, but, um, yeah, well, I was, um, well, just a, a little sort of pseudo biography. I'm, um, Oh, how old am I now? Anyway, I'm, I'm in my, I'm, what am I? Oh, 47, maybe? 47. 47 yeah. years old. Or will be soon. Will be. Um, yes, yeah, I know pretty, I need you. Nah, it's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, let's say, just say 47. Uh, born, in, uh, born and raised in Chicago. Born on the south side of Chicago. Um, south side, always. Um, and, uh, yeah, lived in, lived in the Chicago area for Pretty much all my life. Well, not pretty much for all my life. And, you know, um, uh, local. Well, if, if one is in Chicago listening to this, I'm a local local boy, I guess. Um, yeah, I am a father, a uh, father of a uh, 13 year old daughter mm-hmm. uh, whom I love uh, immensely. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I uh, by day. I am uh, an IT consultant, and um, by night, I am a sometimes DJ, uh, mm-hmm. quite frequently, but still sometimes DJ. Uh, yeah, so I don't, I don't know if that's a good little bit about that. No, that's great. That's, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, like, if you could kind of describe, like, your, your life right now, like, what's a, what's a typical week look like for you? Ah, well, of late. Um, a typical week, uh, as a, you know, in terms of just what I, you know, what, what I do for a living, what pays the bills, the, mm-hmm. the consulting work, um, a typical week, uh, looks like, um, uh, on a Sunday, Sunday evening or early Monday morning, I'm getting on a plane, uh, to fly to, to work basically. Mm-hmm. And, um, from Monday through Thursday, I'm, uh, out of, or at least with, for the past few months, just out of town working with clients. And then I'm typically back in town on Thursday and um, spend, you know, uh, my weekends uh, hanging out with uh, uh, either my daughter or Maureen. That, that's sort of the, the, the rudiments of it. Um, and I could, I'd certainly be happy to talk more about it you know, specifics of, of any sort of dimension of sort of what the typical like. Yeah. Yeah. No, just to kind of thank you for sharing that. Just like it kind of gives a person a perspective of what your your day in and day out looks like a little bit. I mean, or just the week overall. So there's travel for work. There's um, pretty intense, like focusing on your, on your work during the week and then weekends uh, able to spend time with your daughter and me and doing things that you love and enjoy. Um, speaking of things you love and enjoy, <clears throat> I want to take it back to when you were a young person mm-hmm. and would you be able to describe an activity that you would do? And by the way, like, I know we have dear friends who call you Cliffy. Did people call you Cliffy when you were growing up? You know, uh, gosh, I know. And that's, a, that's an adult <laughs> phenomenon. Uh, Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, on the on the block growing up, um, I was either Clifford, I was probably Clifford, more often. Oh, okay, because your mom called you Clifford, your parents called you Clifford, yeah. right? Okay, and still do. Yeah, yeah. Call me Clifford. 
Um, yeah, and I actually, it's funny, I only have a few friends uh, who call me Clifford. Um, and one, it's like, uh, I, I, she always reminds me of my mother. Was there an activity or something you would do that you would just like get totally lost in or absorbed in? That would like make you lose complete track of time when you're doing when you're doing that activity or hobby or mm. yeah as, as a young person as a young person I mean we could take it to adult years too but no, I'm just no, wondering no, no. like yeah. as a young person yeah it is I think mm, so something that I, I think would be common to lots of kids um, or you know people who were kids I guess every person was a kid. At some point, um, you know, there, there's like a, a something that comes easily to mind is just sort of hanging out with friends and playing sports in the street. Yeah. You know, um, playing football or, or um, uh, strikeout baseball, uh, which for those I don't know, if, I don't know if that's a thing everywhere, but it's, it's basically mm. like a baseball game where you use a rubber ball and you. Um, paint a strike zone, a strike box on a on a wall of a of a often vacant. Oh, yeah. Um So we call we called it strikeout. Okay. Uh, we would play that for hours on end. So mm-hmm. definitely, sort of hanging out with friends on the block, and playing playing sports, basketball, football, baseball, okay. you, riding riding bikes. Yes. Um, although that was that was interesting because growing up the. Um, we had a pretty tight radius that we, we sort of needed to stay in or were told to stay in. Mm-hmm. So riding bikes was really just riding our bikes kind of around the block. Yeah. And every so often we get permission to cross 87th Street to go over to the park. Ah. Um, you know, so that was a big deal. I guess the radius got wider as we got older. But, but yeah, so those, those sorts of things, which I think are pretty common. But they're definitely, you know, um, man... Yeah, could easily get lost in those things. Yeah. You know, it's maybe it's, uh, I, I honestly might need to think more about sort of like the, the solitary things um, that I might get lost in. Maybe maybe more of that started to come, come into play as I got a bit older. But. Yeah. Well, I guess the reason I ask, and, and I know you, so I know, I know this about you, is that you have a passion and love for music and art. And so I wasn't sure, like, how young you were when that kind of really seeped into your, into your, like, soul or whatever you want to call it, into your body. Um, and just, like, was wondering, like, how that impacted the, like, the journey of your life. And maybe I'm imposing that on you. So maybe I'm putting that, like, you know, on you. But I just know you as someone who just has a passion for those things. Um, and so I was, yeah, kind of curious when, when those, like, interests or passions kind of, when those seeds were put in the ground, essentially. Sure. Um, well, I think I could speak to the like music. Um, gosh, I, it, it, uh, and I think that's not an uncommon experience. But I just, you know, my parents were just really, really into music. Like, you know, even today, you know, there's nothing. There, there are very few things that'll get my dad more excited than talking about Jimi Hendrix. Mm, you know, I yeah, that's I love that. I didn't know that till just recently. Yeah, yeah. So that's his favorite know. rock, rock, like yeah, I guess icon. Yeah. I don't know which. Yeah. Oh, that's a great. That's a fine description. <laughs> Jimi Hendrix. Icon yes. will do quite nicely. <laughs> yes. um, 
but um, yeah, and, and so my, my, that was both of my parents. And, and you know, growing up, um, there was always music on in the house. Like, you know, I remember my mom, you know, listening to, you know, Elton John, whichever, mm. whichever album was, it had Benny and the Jets uh, mm. play that nonstop, and Jesus Christ Superstar, and yep. um, Al Jarreau, and, you know, it was just non, you know, that was, it was, there was always music playing. Um, and so that just, I don't know, it just, it, it was seeped in. Um, and it's interesting, sort of in today, I'm sort of jumping forward in time. Yeah. To, but to sort of see my daughter be such a musically inclined person, it's, yeah. uh, it, it's interesting to sort of maybe see how things I don't know if come full circle is the right phrase, but it feels like some kind of cycle. Yeah, I uh, can see that. And, um, but yeah, so, so, and, and like, so I could be more specific too about mm-hmm. the thing. I think I had a job. So my, my mom and my stepdad um, were, were famous. I think they were south, famous across the South Side. Oh, okay. Earth for this annual Halloween party that they would throw. Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I may have to ask my mom if she has pictures from this thing. Um, it was a big deal, like huh. this big party that they, that they would throw every Halloween. At least it felt like every Halloween. But my job was to play the records. Huh. So that was, you know, my first DJ gig was... Okay. Uh, Doing the Halloween party for my mom and my stepdad. So, like, how old are you? Because I'm picturing like 11, 12 year old Cliff. It, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. You okay. Know, 10, 11, 12. Yeah, yeah, right in there. And and, and playing the records was my job. And huh. boy, if that wasn't the most fun, you know, um, yeah. So so that uh, like from the standpoint of just being, uh, yeah, a, a fan of music and and sort of the idea of um, just like music in a in a in a setting where you know you're experiencing it with other people mm. uh, yeah that that was um i caught that bug very uh, early on so, yeah yeah, and, yeah. Oh, yeah go on i'm sorry go on go oh, on no. and then art i think came later um okay. which you know and that was a little bit harder to put my finger on honestly um you know, maybe <laughs> this will sound <laughs> this will sound so trite, I guess. But um, it was probably college. You know, um, I think you know maybe uh, maybe you just need to know one or two art history majors or something like that. <laughs> you know, there'd be these people who'd have who maybe they got into it earlier, but like people with like posters from these you know famous artists, people with like Picasso posters or. or yeah. Um, uh, George O'Keefe was a popular one. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah, um, and you know that just kind of getting exposed to that imagery um, on, on honestly, like on people's posters on people's walls in the college in the college dorm huh. uh, was probably the start of it. And I took an art history class uh, freshman year in college, and which actually, looking back, I don't think I. I don't know, it could have been the class, but um, like our first assignment was I had had to go to, <laughs> I had to go to, um, well, everyone had to go and um, go to a museum, uh, view, view some art 
and write a write a um, write a paper about it. And I remember, <laughs> I remember going to the art institute. Um, you know, eighteen year old me or whatever. I think it might have been my first time going in there. And I just stopped at the first thing that you. <laughs> I'm not going oh no! Oh no! Really? <laughs> I wrote my my first foray into the art world was was a paper I wrote about um, like Quaker chairs or something. <laughs> oh no! I, right, I have zero interest in that today, but it's only because it was the first exhibit, and I was too lazy oh, to go. Oh my goodness! Into the museum, you know. That uh, is that's so funny to hear because that is so unlike you now. Like you have more art books than anybody I know, and like right. just right now, just yeah, soak it up and learn and read as much as you can about the art arts and art world. So that's that's hilarious to hear. Yeah, no, I, I let's just say my my interest has deepened over time. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, like. You know, I'm just kind of, ex I guess, exploring uh, like how our passions and our interests, and granted, you mentioned art is something that's kind of developed over time for you. Um, you know, for, for those who don't know me, like I just, you know, I'm fascinated with play and the effect that when we, the effect that play has on our lives, you know, you know, I was a PE teacher for many years and um, just really believe that we don't maybe allow enough play in our time for play in our lives. And, you know, I put myself in that camp too. Um but I think it's interesting to trace back to see um, the things that we were passionate about, the things that we could get lost in as young people and how that kind of affects us and our choices and how it maybe shapes us. And um, I don't know, do you think it impacted the journey that you took through your life? I, I, or or do you think maybe it's just kind of, um, I don't know, for some reason I'm picturing a motorcycle and like the sidecar. Like, do you think it's just something that's always kind of gone along with you in the sidecar, but you've been kind of driving <laughs> random you know visual but like driving yeah. the driving the motorcycle and it's just kind of been in your kind of side pocket things that have kind of given you joy or whatnot throughout your life but do you think it shaped your journey these kind of hobbies and interests that you've had you know that's a great question i think um i think they increasingly in recent i don't know not, maybe not even recently, the last decade or so I think they have become, um, I've sort of, yeah, with varying degrees of success, I, I, I think I've tried to give them more of their proper place, mm. you know, um, and, and sort of looking back over life and like, uh, so far, like so far, mm -hmm. um, um, like in young adulthood, I think, you know, you go through life experiences and I think, um, it, it, well, I don't want to speak in the abstract. For me, like in, in like in going through life, there have been times where, you know, I, I have sort of haven't uh, recognized or, or nurtured those mm. those things, and you know, and you know, sometimes maybe for what seemed like good reasons, you yeah. know, focus of like other things in life would would sort of be at the forefront and demand all of your attention. Yeah. Um, but I, I think you know, um, and, and sort of in, in the last ten years, like once I don't know for me, so you know, maybe it was just hitting a certain age, and then certain you know, like the trajectory of life took for me, it, it became easier after certain things to to just make more sure that I was um, you know listening, 
you know, listening to the 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 like staying open to those interests and and you know interests and, and sometimes passions and mm-hmm. um, allowing them to 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 add to my life. You know? Yeah. So I, I, I guess that's a long-winded way of saying, you know, it has it has varied over time. Um, I don't think it's something, um, and I, I envy the pe- people for whom that comes just very naturally. Mm, mm-hmm. mm, you know, always keep those the things that 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 sort of energize them. Uh, yeah. Close at hand. Yeah. Uh, and that hasn't always been me. So um, it's, I wouldn't say, you know. Uh, it's it's been yeah it's been something I've cultivated, uh, you know, over the last decade. Yeah, well, which I think is fantastic because I think I think that's I don't know I could be wrong but I think it's pretty typical that um, those things can be kind of pushed aside, you know, and I think they do provide so much joy um, and can be so energizing to so many of us, and so um, I think that's interesting that you still do, you're still working on cultivating and making sure they're a part of your life but mm-hmm. let me kind of switch gears a little bit and um just because you're talking about the trajectory of your life a bit and this might be a big question but i think i started off um mentioning that i like thought you had these i, I just feel like you're someone who kind of has learned who you really are over the years um, and maybe that's just from going through your own personal ups and downs of your life and things. But I feel like you've, um, you strike me as someone who has a really grounded sense of who Cliff Moorhead is, you know? And I don't know if you've ever consciously thought about here are the values I hold dear. And I was trying to think of another way that people might think about it. And I was thinking maybe people might think like I define, I'm just consider myself successful if. You know, yeah. this and this and that. So I don't maybe I, whichever one would be easier for you to answer, not easier, but feel more natural for you to answer. Like if it, whether it be describing like the values that you've strived to live your life by or like what you would define as success for yourself. I don't know. Maybe either one of those, I don't know, as a way of, of thinking about it, whichever fits best for you. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. Does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, um, hmm. So uh, I think a big um, sort of measure of success for me, um, I don't know, is that if uh, if my daughter, you know, in adulthood, I don't know, we we've always got something that we you know wish our parents had maybe done differently. But like, if she look, if in looking back at what kind of dad I've been mm-hmm. um, or to her, that you know any any quibbles she might have with me are minor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, because I'm sure there'll be quibbles. But. Yeah, there always is, though, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, and 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 sort of that, that is that's not, and I say that like it's it's a um, sort of an emblematic of maybe uh, a life where um, you know, or conducting oneself in a way that you know where where the the, the values of um, you know uh, kindness. Okay, uh, there we go. Kindness. Um, and uh, honesty, you know. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. Actually, I don't. I don't know that I could tick off a lot more values than those. It's a tough question, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, it, it is. It is. I, I think you know beyond those two things, it uh, values uh, maybe are not situational, but like the, the finer, the finer grained values sort of reveal themselves in situations. Mm. Uh, um, you know, and I, I would say, like, um, you know, the, the, there is an idea of respect, which I think is sort of tightly inter- intertwined with, with, like, honesty, and, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's like a re- just holding, and, and, like, they're, they're all intertwined, I guess. Right? Like, yeah. You know, sort of holding people in regard, in, 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 in high regard, or, or, you know, like, it's particularly, like, not, you know, maybe doing so before, you know, there's necessarily the history that, that would support it, you know, kind of starting from a place of, of respecting people. And, uh, mm. That, you know, that, I don't know. I feel like that's uh, uh, some kind of, there's some kind of thread in sort of Cliff being in the world. Yeah. That sort of recurs, you know. Um, yeah. So I don't know. No, no, that's good. I don't know if those good answers. No, you know, I, I, you know, I was thinking about it and like kind of trying to ask myself those questions and I tough um, answers to articulate. Sometimes I think we maybe know what those values are and how they guide us. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and maybe we define it differently than values too, is what I've just been pondering, you know, kind of thinking to myself, but, Mm -hmm. um, just in terms of the, the choices we make in our life, like you, for example, like kind of really knowing, or coming across to me, and I think to many as pe- someone who really knows who you are, you know how to set boundaries for yourself in a way too. And yeah. like, and in terms of knowing what to say yes to and what to say no to, I guess I feel like sometimes matching our values up with our life choices. And so is, you know, kind of something I want to explore. And I feel yeah. like you um, make choices in a very conscientious way. Would you agree with that? And oh. what, what do you think guides those choices? I don't know if that oh, if sure. that's if that's making sense to you or not. It does. It, it does make sense to me. And um, I, you know, uh, well, uh, um, I, I, I strive to do that to mm-hmm. make to be intentional. Yeah. And um, you know, I, I, I did, you know, this <laughs> this may I'm laughing because it's like I, I, I don't know that it's. I don't know how innate it it has, it is. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I honestly just chalk it up to you know sort of uh, you know being like previous life experiences and and relationships because we're like major relationships and like yeah. you know marriages and mm-hmm. you know former marriages. I'm no longer married. Yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we are not having some audience. sort of sorted affair here right now. <laughs> that's, that's it going on here, um, but. You know, the uh, in various and 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 going back even further, just to sort of like uh, just childhood experiences of mm-hmm. growing. You know, we're always shaped by sort of our environment, yeah, you know, the dynamics of the relationships with parents and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think um, like I, I don't think I was any less sort of uh, than anyone else, maybe um, in patterns that just were patterns because they were inherited, you know, mm. that, uh, 
And and honestly, it was uh, there were these, and I I think for me it was you know <laughs> a, a couple of divorces, you know, <laughs> um, among other things. But yeah, that uh, sort of um, there are these inflection points where it's like if you uh, like where a certain way of approaching your life um, just you know, isn't getting you, isn't getting you what you mm. want for yourself, you know? And, and, and I'm just speaking for myself. Like there was a, there was an introspection that was sort of a, that life events were the catalyst for. Yeah. Um, and on the other side of that, that self-examination, uh, I think was, um, emerged, um, um, and, and has strengthened over time, you know, as I've, Time has progressed from that those days. Um, uh, uh, the the intentionality, um, the, uh, the unconflicted <laughs> um, mm-hmm. ability to to sort of hold myself as important as anybody else. Yeah, my, you know, um, not more, but but just but equally right. You know, <laughs> important. Um, so you know that, uh, but it but it. I guess that's a long-winded answer, but Mm-mm. certainly I would, I would, I'd be, I'd be dishonest if I at all tried to say that it was something that sort of all came came naturally or that I was always able to do. It wasn't, you know. Yeah. So. No, thanks for sharing that because I mean, honestly, the next thing I was going to ask you to do is to maybe describe like a challenging moment in your life and what you learned from it and that type of thing because I do think I mean for myself personally. Like I've learned, almost kind of hate to say this because, but I don't want more challenging situations come to my life. But like, I feel like I've learned um, so much from those challenging moments in my life um, that have helped me sometimes resist, but eventually uh, change and grow, you know? Um, And not always, not always because I wanted to, you know, because I was, you know, you know, just staying in a place that wasn't necessarily healthy for me in some ways. But then, so that change can be hard, but, um, no, because one of the things that hasn't like when I mentioned earlier, the beginning of the podcast, that's really impressed me about you is that you are someone who's always learning and growing and you, you don't define yourself by, um, by your past. And let's be honest, when we first were friends, we were friends for like a good year or so before we started dating. And one of my biggest like kind of um reasons why we I didn't want to start dating earlier than we did, full disclosure again, is because I was like, oh, this guy's been married before, you know, and gosh, do I want to be in a relationship with someone who has been married? And um but what I realized or came to realize is that, you know, you have got been able to go through situations and learn and grow from situations, which I think is super powerful. You know, I think it says a lot about a person is how, you know, how you rise up from your falls and things like that. Um, and so that's something I have really admired about you. Um, and like, like, is there some, like, I don't know, is there something that you kind of learn from those tough moments, those down challenging moments in your life where things weren't going out or things didn't pan out the way you wanted them to, or the way you saw them working out. Um, is there something like a main lesson that you've learned? You kind of alluded to this, but is there something that 
you use nowadays to kind of help you navigate challenging moments or um, to navigate your life that you've learned from going through some challenging things in your past? Oh, sure. Um, yeah, where, where to start. But, right. uh, you know, I think, so, uh, uh, not to get overly deep or anything, uh, or, uh, I guess it is what it is, but I, I think the, well, a couple of things. Uh, like, the presence of, uh, like, no, no one, no, no one cares about a story where the hero doesn't have any trials and tribulations. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a boring. That's a boring. And I know you've heard me say versions of this. Yeah, that's, that's kind of a boring story. It's like that's not even a story. Like, right. you know, our hero, our hero sets out and everything goes great, <laughs> perfectly as planned. Yeah. Right. Who wants to read that? No, no. wonder has you know one chapter of that. Um, you know, and and. Um, uh, this is an original thinking on my part or anything. Mm-hmm, but, um, you know, maybe sort of dealing with that different types of adversity in life, you know, um, you know, um, flunking out of college, you know, um, um, and sort of thinking that my life was just, you know, oh my gosh, this is like, there was the at the time, it was like there. I could not have felt worse, you know. It was, I, all my peers were, you know, doing all the things that you know society sort of would expect us to do, mm-hmm. um, you know. And it's like, man, what 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 if what's ever what's ever going to become of me, you know? Yeah. Um, and then it's like realizing that, hey, you know, life goes on. What are you going to do? Are you gonna you gonna just you, you know <laughs> you're still living. Uh, right. What are you gonna do? You know, what are you gonna make? And and the um, uh, uh, coming out of the other side of what at the time seemed like just and that's just one example. No, right? I know. Yeah. I tell you about the time I got fired. You know, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When I had when my daughter was you know eighteen months old and I got fired from my job. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like oh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> You know, and the stakes were bigger. The stakes were higher then. Yeah. But these 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 things that life throw throws our way. Yeah. Provided, you know, I don't know that like provided we we're still sort of um, scrapping, coming on out of the other side of them. Um, they that the fact that we survive them. Um, is evidence that they're survivable, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and so, like, mm-hmm. I've, I guess I've had the, you know, I've never really thought about it this way, but I guess I've had the good fortune mm-hmm. having some of what I thought might be the worst things that could happen to me happen to me. <laughs> huh. you know? and, yeah. And then, and then what? And, and sort of living with the, with the, and then, and, and, you know, I, I, it's a quote that I can't attribute, but it's like it's not so much what happens to us in life as it is what we do about it. Right, you know? right. And that could be like I don't want to say I don't presume to say any of this like it's easy. But no, yeah, that, yeah, absolutely. You know, right, like I was, I was, in, you know, in many of these, you know, points of adversity, I would not say I would not say I was the noble hero who who faced mm. the adversity with a stiff upper lip. You know, um, 
but I survived one way or the other. Yeah. That informed, you know, that made the next batch of adversity ever so slightly less daunting, you know? Okay. Uh, so I don't know if that was a very meandering answer. No, no, that or was not, interesting. Or non-answer. <laughs> no, no, not a, no, that was, I mean, I like what you had to say there. Let me try to rephrase it in a sense. It's like, like when you haven't gone through challenging situations, you can almost view as a, a, as a gift in a way where you're like, okay, I know I can get, th- I've been able to get through different things in my past. So now what do I do? I know I'm going to get through this. It like builds up like a sense of resilience in a way. Like, yeah. um, and yeah, cause like, I, I just try to picture myself, you know, cause a lot of us go through challenging situations and we can get stuck there, you know, and then a lot of us can find a way to have that resilience and, um, like, are there people you turn to or, cause you're actually someone for those of you who don't know you, like you're someone who kind of, my perspective, you can stay like thinking things out in your head a lot too. You know what I mean? Like, is it something where you just kind of turn to yourself and like, I'm going to figure this out? Or is there like friends or people or resources or things that you turn to for inspiration or, you know, or motivation? Or is it just like, hey, I'm going through a tough time. I'm going to be down for a little bit, but I'm going to get myself back up. You know, how do you get, how do you get through like when you're in it, when you're in it, you know, how do you get through that? Like I'm picturing, you know, just this like valley or whatever, like this, yeah. uh, this ditch that you're in and you're like, oh, I'm at the bottom of this mm-hmm. and this sucks right now. And this is hard. Right. Like, how do I, how do I um, sh- begin to shift things for myself? Sure. Well, yeah, the 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 um uh, uh, the, the general ish answer is that it's been different at different times, different yeah, that's fair. different times and different things. Um, you know, earlier in life, you know, before I was a parent, um, you know, I think I would um, lean and still do in certain ways, lean very heavily on friends. You know, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. they're they're just you know that's. Um, almost the definition of, of, of like a support group like that. Yeah. Um, so, so definitely like I, I'm, you know, for all my dear friends, uh, mm-hmm. who know who they are. Uh, yeah. I think I know who they are too. Yeah. <laughs> who, who like they, um, I, I couldn't, you know, I, I, I owe them debts of debts of that of support that could never be repaid, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in, in terms of uh, being there and being uh, a source of a source of resilience uh, when maybe you didn't, maybe when I didn't, didn't or couldn't sort of figure out how to, um, ah, wow, I'm getting a little emotional as I Aww. say, um, couldn't find it in myself mm. or couldn't see it in myself. Yeah. Like to see, huh, wow. Aww. I feel like I'm a, what's that Jerry Maguire where everybody <laughs> cries? Is everybody going to cry when they come on your podcast? No, you're, gonna be, you're making me cherry, sweetheart. Aww. <laughs> I promised I wouldn't cry. Yes. Yes. <laughs> come on, stay there, babe. Stay there. <laughs> uh, Aww. Uh, no. Aww. So like seeing, seeing your, I'll speak for myself, seeing yeah. like having these great, great friends. Um, who 
when you when you can't see it for yourself, they they reflect back to you mm. what's really there. They're like your mirror. It, yeah, yeah. Mm. So that's wow. Yeah, that mm. makes me emotional. Huh. Um, I, I shouldn't say it like that. No, that is emotional. Yeah, that's powerful. And, yeah, so uh, that's been part of it. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, and then sort of moving on through life, and that remains there. Um, and, um, you know, things, I think, you know, becoming a parent was certainly pivotal in terms of just like there's a, oh, I mean, I know other parents would say, would say there's like a, there's just a, it's, it's a, it's a shift of, it's a shift away from self mm-hmm. that is hard. It's like hard to put into words, mm-hmm. you know, like, and, and for some, you know, maybe it can go sort of too far away so that you get into sort of self abrogation where you, you know, you're, you're so selfless that you're, you're not, you don't take care of yourself. Yeah. You know? But, but I think that that has been so like, I'll just speak to the getting fired thing, you know, mm. like, Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, you know, it was like, Oh my God, you know, we got this little baby, you yeah. know, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and, and I'd even say, you know, like give, you know, talking about debts, you know, debts owed like my, my, um, my daughter's mom, yeah. at the time, you know, was, was a rock of support. It was yeah. like, wasn't you know if if she was worried she didn't let on you know mm, and sort yeah. of modeled for me helped me you know um sort of quell the 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 the, the absolute terrifiedness yeah yeah had faith in you yep yeah yeah and and so you know and open open the door to to you know maybe take some chances mm. and try things that you know I wouldn't might not have you know, endeavor to try otherwise. So uh, it's, it's all of the above, I think. Yeah. Sort of. The sort, and, and, you know, I mean, not that anyone's asking me for advice, but um, I don't know how, I don't know the, maybe the how is different for everybody, but cultivating or, or making sure to, to keep fresh and keep honed, um, the the uh, keeping one's ear to the ground for those sources of resilience, you know, either from within or without, you know, from inside of you or outside of you, or both, you know, like um, I don't know. There's some kind of like being able to listen to what the what you or and or the world is telling you uh, mm. that that helps you. That that is like the arguments to be that of, for why you're gonna be resilient, why you're gonna get through, why you're you know like there's like listening. listening. I don't know. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like lit, but like metaphor, yeah. like like being like open, open, yeah, to, to like the the signs of support. Um, mm. You know, and I don't know. I don't. I I feel like that maybe is something that. Has that come naturally? That does come naturally, the listening part? The openness. The openness, yeah. Being as willing to to sort of consider reasons why, like being as willing to consider reasons why I'm awesome uh, (laughs) as as I am to consider reasons why I might suck. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So No, that's that's really interesting because like one of the things I almost said about you in the intro is like you are like 
probably the best listener I know. You know what I mean? And like, I think one of the reasons you've been able to be such a support in my life is because you're such a good listener to me, you know, and to others. I see it. Like I have friends compliment after meeting you, like he's such a good listener, you know? And it's, 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 um, I don't know, sometimes underrated. Um, but it's really powerful and it's interesting to hear you use it in respect to what we were just talking about. You know, that's something I've never thought about before is just being able to listen and to be open to your, your own, those people who are willing to show up and help you bring out that resilience in you in order to, you know, I don't know why I say become aligned, but like to become yeah. like, to be, you know, be who you are, you know what I mean? And to be fully cliff and to be fully, yeah. you know, that person you're, you know, you're not meant to be. Um, yeah, that's, I, I love that. That's really interesting. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Thanks, Cliff. Thanks for diving into like the challenging moments in your life. I appreciate your openness with that. And because I think that's something we don't talk about that much and how we, um, you know, we meet people and we see people and we just think, oh, their lives are great. Or that, you yeah. know, we just have these images and perspectives. Um, and, and I don't know, at least I feel like it's been true for me. And, it, you know, just the lessons we learn from our challenging moments and how that kind of tests us and teach and, if we listen to them or we allow those moments to teach us, mm. I think it can be really powerful. And that's not always easy to do because we don't like to look at the things that didn't work out for us. You know what I mean? I don't think we often want to reflect on, reflect or, you know, think about it or stay in those moments too long sometimes. Does that, does that make sense to you? You know what I mean? It's like we want to just move on and, and get out of those moments of discomfort. And kind of like forget about them in a way because they're uncomfortable. Um, right. So everybody just needs to, you know, have more crap go go wrong in their life. <laughs> I know. I don't want to say that. <laughs> yeah. And then and then you get less precious about it when it happens. Maybe, you know? But you know what? I mean, in a way, like, because maybe something is important to do is that we're willing to make mistakes. We're willing to put ourselves out there and have things not be perfect and have some crap happen to us. That teaches us stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in a way, you know, I, cause I put myself as someone who kind of, um, lived a little bit more of a sheltered life because I was afraid to kind of get hurt, you know? And so, um, then you put yourself out there and then you do get hurt and you're like, ah, and you know, but like, I think yeah. I always, I was always jealous of friends in a, in a weird sort of way who had had stuff at younger ages, like, you know, bad relationships or tough situations. And like, I would learn from them a little bit from their own personal situations, but mm -hmm. like, you kind of have to go through that stuff yourself, really. You know what I mean? To really kind of discover who you are as a person and your right. own metal and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. You know? I think you're right. I think to, to the, uh, well, so for, for the listeners at home, <laughs> uh, this is do not interpret what Cliff is saying to be, um, like by all means, learn from experience wherever you can. <laughs> Like learn from others' experiences, <laughs> um, but but sort of the, the the deeply resonant like as it relates to sort of the, the idea of resilience. Yeah. Experience, yeah that that sort of the, that that gets baked into you with 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 um, the experience of of adversity overcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Well. Um, I, I was thinking, like, do you, uh, 
Um, I wasn't going to ask you this, but like, do you, do you allow like, like reflection time? I know you're not someone who journals and I know a lot of people do find a lot of benefit from journaling and that type of thing. And I have, I have personally kind of journaled, um, at different times in my life. And sometimes I feel like, okay, I'm just journaling about all the bad stuff that's happening and I'm not kind of moving forward and learning from things. But, um, like, do you, did you allow time for reflection in your life during challenging moments that kind of brought you to that resilience? Or was it just like one step at a time, one foot in front of the other? Um, and it doesn't, when I say reflection, it doesn't have to be journaling, but, or even in a daily basis, like, do you, um, you know, there's so much talk about meditation or quiet time. Um, just as your personal growth, cause you are yeah. someone who's always growing and learning. And I'm just you're curious about, does reflection play a part of that? I'm, I'm you know, I'm curious. You know, I think so. Um, in a, um, you know, and, and the mechanisms for it can are different for different people. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, like the journaling, you know, some of my best friends, aka you, uh, <laughs> journal. So yeah. I have nothing, I have no, nothing against it. <laughs> um, although, okay, this is a slight tangent, but um, that oh was gosh. one of the worst assignments. Like I had this, who the, the guy taught me how to write, but a high school English teacher who made us journal. And man, I would have written a 10,000 page term paper. Um, if <laughs> to I had avoid that. that <laughs> um, I don't know. There was something about like the, 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 the reflection as it, and remains actually. Yeah. You're not <laughs> crazy about it. But like reflection and, and then putting it to paper is mm-hmm. something that's incredibly difficult for me uh, yeah. about it, doing it that way. Yeah. That, um, the, uh, you know, I think that um, my mom used to, uh, well, she used to get mad at me, but then also laugh at me. I was, I was, they called, you know, you've heard this before, but like, you know, when I was a kid, you know, mm-hmm. as absent-minded professor, <laughs> yes. you know, she'd send me to the store to get something and I'd be, you know, sort of <laughs> in my own little thought world, Yeah. get to the store and forget what I was <laughs> have to come back home. <laughs> she, just, she would just look at me like, really? Shake uh, her head. Oh yeah. my gosh. Send you yeah. back out there, I'm sure. That's Yes, indeed. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I, I just—it I wasn't funny then, but I find it hilarious today. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't know. I think I've, there's been some sort of natural inclination to to I don't I don't want I don't know. Thoughtfulness is the right word, but but ref, I think I'm probably always reflecting. Yeah. And, oh, that's fascinating. So, it's, it's, I mean, not, that may be a bit of hyperbole. Okay, no, 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 okay. You know, like, like, it's, I guess, I, I think that it is a part of my internal dialogue with myself. Mm. Um, that it's so common that I have to, like, it takes questions like this, um, like you're asking. Yeah. Just sort of name it as yeah. reflection, you know. Um and it, no, it's, 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 but that's, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a weirdo that way. I no, no. Know. And maybe reflection. Yeah. Cause I think reflection can have different, different connotations to it in a way too. So, but I know, you know, I know there's differences between the way we, def- we both process, you know, I can be someone who kind of has to talk things out or has to write things out. And I know for you 
just knowing you over these years, um, that I feel like it's more of an internal thing. And I wasn't sure, you know, just in terms of people who might be listening or like, you know, seeing someone who has gone through challenging times, how, what tools do they use or how do they, there's so, you know, when you listen to things or watch things, I'm not, I'm not cause I'm, we're not trying to give any answers. I just, my goal on the podcast is to show a variety of regular people and how they are choosing to live their, their best lives in a sense and how they overcome their challenges to become, um, their best version of themselves, essentially. And there's no, there's, what I love is that there's no one single way that works for everybody. And so if we can kind of grab different things from different people or relate to different things, cause there's so much now you, I love the idea of journaling. You know, I've even created like my yep. becoming a line journal workbook and things like that. My daily practice. Yeah. Journal. Way to go with that plug. <laughs> right. oh. But like, but there's, we all have different ways. And I think it's just a matter of finding what works for you. And I think even just having examples of people who are like, you know, maybe the people who would fall in that camp might not be listening to this podcast, but people who are like, who process in different ways and who reflect and grow in different ways. I think that's, I don't know. I think it's powerful to see examples, um, different examples of how to, kind of grow and learn as a person i don't know and i think I, I think reflection is a big part of growth and big part of learning you know and yeah. and you know the different seasons of our lives and yeah. all of, all of that and an openness like you shared earlier and so maybe and an ability to listen maybe that and maybe that's maybe reflection is not the right word for someone for you but like that listening and that openness and maybe there is reflection with it but that processing maybe that comes along with that um Anyway, I don't know if that resonates with you what I just said at all. The processing yeah. maybe rather than reflection, but Yeah, yeah, I think it it's um it does. It does. And I, I, I feel um it, like it's hard I guess it's this is the difficult like it's maybe a very what a, a rather meta thing <laughs> that I'm about to say, like the um reflecting on your like turning a lens, trying to observe yourself even for the mm. purposes of a discussion like this. Yeah. Is an interesting challenge. Um, it is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cuz cuz then like internally it 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 all it, like I I hear what you're saying. Yeah. And, and internally it all feels like so tightly coupled that as to be like one thing, you know, mm. in, in terms of the way I experience it. Um, like the, so like internally to me, like the distinction between reflection and processing and like, it's sort of all of a piece Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It, as I experience it. So it's, it's, I think it, it, for me, it's, it's, I do not disagree, but it's an interesting thing to sort of, um, break it down, um, uh, for the purpose of talking about it. So yeah. 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 Because it's kind of so innate inside of you. It's just like what you do. Yeah, it just feels like um, it's, it, and, it, and none of this is to, to, to say I agree with everything you said and it does resonate, mm -hmm. but um, it's sort of like a, uh, the, our, um, the way we need to use language to, to get at it mm. is, um, you know, it's, there's limitations. I guess. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. No, that's, no, that's, it's really interesting because it is, it's not stuff we talk about that often necessarily either, right? Like, right. Yeah. Maybe it's just as much that, right? (laughs) As, as being adequate. But yeah, (laughs) how often do we talk about it? Yeah. Great point. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm just, just curious. I'm just trying to explore that in a ways because it's, um, yeah. No, but that's, that's interesting. So, okay. Well, we're getting close to about our time, but I would love to hear kind of the, your kind of next, not, you know, next steps. Like, and, and we'll kind of try to keep this short because we're going to be kind of wrapping up here, but things that you are, you know, learning, discovering, interested in right now in your life um, that you're excited for, that you feel is going to energize you and fit into those values. And I know you mentioned kindness, honesty, respect, things that kind of are something that, you know, kind of line up with that, if that's not asking too much <laughs> to describe. Oh, thanks for making that the wrap-up question. <laughs> I know, like, what a terrible wrap-up question, so, huh? So close, in 30 <laughs> seconds. Can you, Let's like talk for another 15 minutes. No, I know, it's a tough one to wrap I'm, up. <laughs> no, no, I'm just being silly. I, um, you know, something that, um, and, you know, uh, it, it is, I think, made more, feel. It, it's, it seems that it's made more urgent maybe by the, the times we're living in these days. Um, um uh, I'm I'm really excited about um, sort of doing some things, uh, and it's somewhat related to my day job. Uh, but excited about you know doing exploring some some ways to use technology to um, help people um, uh, cooperate and coordinate uh, for the public good in mm. ways that that uh, don't necessitate us having sort of these big, powerful, centralized entities, um, mm. you know, um, in, our, in society. Uh, and no, I'm not talking any anarchy stuff. <laughs> I'm sure the NSA <laughs> is over. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're, they, they know all about us. <laughs> not talking, and no anarchy, but, um, you know, uh, like, I'm ex- so sort of from the standpoint of um, us, us sort of being kind to each other, um, in, mm. in sort of more, mm. more scalable ways. Um, uh, that's, uh, that's something I know that's super vague, but no, that's perfect though, because that, yeah, going into it would be another half hour. Cause I, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean yeah. that in a rude way, but uh, no, no, that's... no, you gotta, yeah, you can't, you can't let these guests talk. <laughs> I respect that. No, uh, but that's perfect. That's perfect. And that's, you know, something that I feel like, yeah, it does definitely like that goal and that, those interests definitely represent those 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 values about that you hold dear, which I think is really really cool. You know, and I, I'm excited to see personally where those where that the projects and these ideas might lead in the future because there's they definitely match and you know aligned to who Cliff Moorhead is. So yeah. it'll be exciting. Yeah. No. Thanks. Thank you for that. Yeah. 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 In a nutshell, I know people are probably like, "What are they talking about right now?" But We'll have to have you back on another podcast when you get that up and running and we can talk more about it then. So, um, yeah. So Cliff, thank you so much for taking the time. And I know these are questions that are kind of like big and vague and abstract in many ways. So I honestly just appreciate you kind of taking the time to sit and, and, you know, 
think about these things out loud and um, have a discussion about it. So yeah, yeah th- thank you so much for, for taking the time to do so. And um, really appreciate you be, being on Becoming Aligned. Well, thank you so much for having And thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our conversation. I hope you came away with some new insights. I know personally, I left thinking, I left this conversation thinking about the power of listening and being open. Cliff's comments about living with a, and then what question when we're going through challenging moments is making me reflect on the power of having the courage to put ourselves out there and to make mistakes. So much easier said than done, but it really just builds our resilience muscles. And what about you? What did you take away from this conversation? I would love to hear your thoughts. Please share at my website on www.ryanwellness.com or on my Instagram page at Ryan Wellness. I hope you can join us next time for our next conversation. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Becoming Aligned. If you haven't already, please subscribe to Becoming Aligned and rate and review this podcast. I'm Maureen Ryan, and I hope you'll join us next time. Take care.